My name is Paul Owen, and this is the True Sales Podcast. Welcome back to the show. Paul Owen here, your host of the True Sales Podcast. Delighted you've taken a bit of time out of your day to join me today for one of our shorter solo podcasts. You just got me for a few minutes sharing one idea with you that I think might be able to help you to sell more effectively. What we're trying to do through the podcast, through the work we do with our clients, is help 1 million people to sell more effectively using honesty, consistency, and confidence. So what am I going to talk about today? Well, I want to share with you today five non-sales books that will help you sell better. I try and stay away from saying I'm a big reader because I always think it sounds a bit boastful saying that and, you know, aren't I clever? I'm a big reader. Uh, I'm not even sure I am. I, I enjoy reading. I have read plenty of books and on the business side of things, I get a lot from reading books, but I also listen to podcasts. I watch things. I think there are things to learn about sales just from day-to-day life, from walking down the street and being around. Uh, but books are something that I, that I go back to again and again, and, and I always have a, a work of fiction on the go that I read uh, to wind down at night. Uh, but I think there's some really good books that can help sell that are non-sales books. Now, obviously, there are plenty of good sales books as well. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this and you've never read my book, uh, shame on you. Uh, please go and buy it. Or if you feel uh, a bit uh, skint at the moment, then drop me a line and we'll see if we can get a free copy sent out to you. Uh, Secret Skill Hidden Career, you can find it on Amazon, Waterstones, Smiths, various other uh, booksellers. Uh, and it sort of examines what I call the surprising link between your sales ability and your career success. I think in so many walks of life, uh, selling well makes us better. Obviously, it makes us better in the world of sales. Um, but my point is rather that, yes, there's plenty of good sales books out there, but I find I get more inspiration, more interest in the overlooked categories of, of other kinds of books uh, that are really helpful to learn about sales. So I'm going to share five of those with you today. A quick reminder that if you do enjoy the podcast, please do help us to spread the word. Help us to get to those million people that we help sell more effectively by um, by liking what we're doing through through reviews, through ratings, through uh, you know sending it on to a friend or two. Uh, it's enormously helpful if you use a platform and it's the same platform, whether it's Apple or Google, uh, Amazon or Spotify. If you actually subscribe via that platform, that helps to raise our profile as well. So if you can, then uh, do repay us a little uh, by supporting us to get this message out to more people. Okay, so onto these books, Conscious of Your Time, on short, sharp overview of what each of these books can do for you. Those of you watching on YouTube, I'm going to show you the front cover, but those listening, you will be able to easily work out and find these books. So what are the five non-sales books that are going to help you sell better? First one, here we go, blocking myself out slightly. There we go, that works. Uh, Bad Science by Ben Goldacre. Ben Goldacre is a doctor, and in Bad Science, he interestingly and amusingly and witheringly at times um, examines the idea that we don't um, we don't consider data and evidence in the way we should. So Bad Science for him is when we are just accepting of something that we are told by somebody 
without questioning it. So when you read that newspaper article and it says that red wine is good for you, red wine is bad for you, drink three cups of coffee, don't drink three cups of coffee a day. He said, we've got to go back to being more curious and more ex- have a greater sort of examination mindset to actually check what's behind data. Um, book was written quite a few years ago, but I think it's become even more relevant in the, in the media age in which we now live of being thrown data, so-called evidence, opinions from every direction. And we need to get better at analyzing that data carefully, saying why, who says so, how big was this bit of research? Uh, and it's quite disturbing, uh, the number of examples he shares around evidence that's given around vaccinations, around medicine, around many different diets, uh, that's just not necessarily palpably untrue, but palpably unproven. Uh, and he's brilliant at encouraging us to be better at that. So that's Bad Science by Ben Goldacre. All of these books are widely available. Anywhere that sells books, you'll be able to find them. Secondly, the book about which I've had more arguments than any other is uh, Bounce by Matthew Side. The uh, subtitle is The Myth of Talent and the Power of Practice. Uh, Matthew Side's an ex-Commonwealth um, Olympic um, Sportsman played table tennis for Great Britain and uh, very successful, clearly, at what he did. Is now a successful author and journalist. And he's questioning the idea that we still to this day consider the fact that people have talents and their job in life is to find our talent and then expose it. And he just asked the question very, uh, in a very detailed fashion uh, of the other way around. Maybe, maybe talent doesn't exist. Maybe it's all about the power of practice. Why have I argued about it so much with people? Because I think we have an absolute belief across our society in this concept called talent. There's so many cultural references to the fact that talent should be the winner and it's not about practice. And he's merely suggesting that we should examine that a bit more carefully because he uh, concludes, if you like, or actually not concludes, he opens the book by saying the evidence points the other way. The evidence says it's more about practice and much less about talent. And yes, he applies it but he applies it to every um, every other angle. How does that link into sales? Um, it's a little bit to me linking back to where Ben Gold, um, Goldacre is in, in Bad Science as well. We need to be much better examining evidence, uh, whether that's evidence about why our buyers buy or why they don't buy, uh, how we get to them, whether it takes us three times to get hold of them or eight times to get hold of them or 25 times to get hold of them. What people say to us is that the truth or is it just a version of the truth they're sharing with us so to be much more discerning i guess is what both of them are saying about the data and the evidence that we take on board why is that important because the data and the evidence that we take on board is is guiding our decisions and if we're taking the wrong data the wrong evidence or inconclusive evidence we're reading the wrong data and we're much more likely to make the wrong decision okay so what's third? Um, Dan Ariely, American writer, predictably irrational. Brilliant. Love this book. So it looks at the fact that as human beings, we are irrational. We think we're logical, right? You're listening to this in order to get better at selling, um, I hope. But maybe there's other reasons that you're tuning in. We are irrational. We do things much more through our subconscious, uh, through uh, our gut feel, through emotion than we perhaps uh, credit ourselves for we we make decisions and then we justify it logically um but 
it's not true. So many decisions we make, so many actions we take are utterly irrational. Having said that, we are so regularly irrational and so consistently irrational that he tells us that if we understand it better, we can see we are predictably irrational. So I guess it's around psychology. It's a little bit along the lines sometimes of the Freakonomics books, looking at behaviours that we do and actually how those behaviours can be changed, can be amended, can be redirected uh, in ways that seem irrational, but actually are very, very common. So predictably irrational. You can find him on, I think you give a TEDx uh, or TED Talk as well. Um, really good, really great brain food that you can translate into almost every day of your business life and your sales life. Okay, fourth one is a book that applies to pretty much anything that we do. It's uh, been in the top 10 bestseller list for a very long time now. This is Atomic Habits uh, by um, oh, James Clear. I'm blank there, even though his name's right in front of me. So James Clear, uh, American author. I've read quite a few books on habits. This is hands down the best for me. Uh, does it have particularly different ideas? Um, I'm not sure it does. I think that James Clear puts them across with a, a nicer style, great clarity, great structure. Uh, and has enabled me to change quite a few of my habits through recognizing the, the fallibility I have in, in, in dropping those habits. And um, that allowed me just to see the triggers. There's, I think habits, and he talks about it much more detail in the book, habits are often dictated by triggers, whether that's something we see, something we hear. Um, obviously, they are triggered by uh, that's the way we do things. And I've made several changes, um, not just in my working life, but also in. Um, in my personal life that's, that's enabled me to be more effective. Has it made me perfect? No. No book I ever share with you or anybody ever writes is going to make any of us perfect. Can it make us a bit better? Uh, and certainly around the way we do sales, it's important to have good habits. It's important to recognize some triggers that can drive us towards those good habits and away from bad ones. Uh, and James Clear is very, very good at doing that. So what's my final one? What's the final non-sales book I have to share with you today? that will help you sell better. It's the Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. Uh, Atul Gawande is a surgeon. Uh, he gives a brilliant talk, by the way. Again, I think on TED, but it might be elsewhere. You can find it online. Um, not just on, uh, not to do with the Checklist Manifesto, but a more recent idea he shared about mentorship and talked about as a you know, very highly qualified surgeon of, I think, 20 plus years now. He's um, taken on board a mentor um, to actually coach him in his work and makes the point that very few surgeons do that. And I know, and perhaps you know, very few salespeople do that. And he said, you know, you think after 20 years, you kind of know it all, but actually his mentor has, has helped him recognize that lots of things he'd fallen into doing um, were reducing his ability to be the best surgeon he could be. Anyway, back to this book, The Checklist Manifesto. I quote it a lot in my training. Um, because the premise of the Checklist Manifesto is that in the, um, in the world of health, the world of medicine, and, and particularly of surgery, they introduced a Checklist Manifesto a few years ago. And this was a simple checklist before every operation. Uh, has everybody washed their hands? Does everybody know what their job is? Have we got blood in case there's a big loss of blood? Have we got enough uh, antibiotics to treat anything that might come along? Have we got enough anesthetic? And have we uh, double-checked anything relating to it? So all very very simple obvious things that anybody in the medical world and the world of surgery would know that they should do 
Um, but what they realize is that it's not knowing what to do that makes the difference, it's doing it. And that sounds blindingly obvious, I know, but I think it applies to all of us in our lives. And this was particularly strong and particularly important to the world of surgery. By introducing this checklist where they had a range of different hospitals um, that would make sure these, these boxes were ticked before they started operating at the beginning and at the end. And at the end, it would be things like making sure that all the instruments were visible so nothing had been left inside the body. And they were able, over the period of time they ran an experiment, to reduce the um, disabilities caused through surgery by 36% and reducing the deaths caused in surgery by 47%. Quite staggering numbers. And it, linking back to what we do in sales, it's about understanding the difference between the simple, obvious things we know we should do turning them into the simple, obvious things that we actually do. And that, I find, often happens in sales. People know they should be doing certain, whether it's levels of activity or, or methods of approach or uh, consistency of follow-up or whatever it might be, they know they should be doing it. They just don't actually do it day in, day out. And Atagondi's book is brilliant at pointing out the difference that simple changes like that can make um, no matter what your job is, particularly stark in the world of medicine. So that's it. That is five non-sales books. They're all really, really good books. So if you are tuning into this podcast and you're not in sales, and uh, well, welcome, by the way, and, and do come back. But for any of us, all five of these books apply to any kind of job that we do. Uh, clearly on the True Sales Podcast, we're talking about selling day in, day out. Um, and so they absolutely apply to the world of sales. And I think sometimes there's this benefit in reading a specialist book from our world and, and, and looking at sales books. Um, but I have increasingly, perhaps because I've run out of sales books uh, to read, but I've increasingly found inspiration from other worlds, whether it's science, whether it's psychology, whether it's sport, and then trying to work out ways that I can apply that to the world of sales, whether it's through the way that we sell ourselves at the True Sales Company, or whether it's ideas that we use in training um, with clients. So non-sales book could be a great source of inspiration. And I would only recommend a book to you that not only has good ideas, but is also a really good read. And none of these five books will let you down on that. They're outstandingly good books by respected people in their world. So that's the podcast done for today. I've been really looking forward to this. Uh, the lights are on, it's got dark, it's taken me quite a time to get to this podcast today with various things that have gone wrong, but I hope our technology has eventually worked uh, today, thanks to the uh, background team that have made it possible. Uh, that's why you're seeing a different background from the usual background. Non-sales books can help us to sell better by challenging what we, how we think the world works and then applying those ideas to the world of sales. I recommend all these five and I recommend that, or not I recommend, I request that you have, if you have other books that you would recommend, then do let us know. That's all for now. My name is Paul Owen, and you've been listening to the True Sales Podcast.